Okay, welcome. We're starting our sutta study here with the Kakachupama Sutta tonight. Namo tasa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa Namo tasa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa Namo tasa bhagavato arahato samma sambuddhasa Evam me sutam ekam samayam bhagava Savartiyam viharati chetavane anata pindikasa arame Tenakopana samayena ayasma moliya panguno Bhikkuni sardingati velang sangsarto viharati Evang sangsarto ayasma moliya panguno Bhikkuni sadding viharati sache kochi bhikkhu Ayasmato moliya pagunasa sangmukha tasmsang Bhikkuni nang avarnang vasati Tenayasma moliya paguno kupito anattamano Adhikarnam pikaroti sache panakochi bhikkhu Tasang bhikkhu ninang sammukkad ayasmato Moliya bhagunasa avarnam bhasati Tenata bhikkhu niyokupito anattamana Adhikarnam pikaroti evang sangsakto Ayasma moliya pagguno bhikkuni hisadding viharati Atako anyataro bhikkhu yena bhagavate nupasankami Upasankamitva bhagavantang abhivadetva Ekamantang nisidhi ekamantang nisinno Koso bhikkhu bhagavantang etadavocha Ayasma bante moliya panguno Bhikkhu nihisadding yativelang sangsatto viharati Evang sangsatto bante ayasma moliya panguno Bhikkhuni hisadding viharati sache kochi bhikkhu Ayasmato moliya pagunasa sammukatasang Bhikkhuni nangavarnang basati tenayasma Moliya paguno kupito anattamano Adhikarnam pikaroti sache panakochi Bhikkhutasang bhikkhuni nang sammukha ayasmato Moliya pagunasa avarnang basati Tenata bhikkhuni yogupita anattamana Adhikarnam pikaronti evang sangsatto bhante Ayasma moliya pagguno bhikkhu Kunihi sadding viharati iti Atako bhagava anyatarang bhikkhung amantesi Ehitvang bhikkhum amavachane namoliya pangunang Bhikkhung amantehi sattatang avuso pangunang amantiti iti Evang bante tikoso bhikkhu bhagavato patisutva Yena yasma moliya pangguno tenupasangkami 
Upasangkamitwayasmamoliyapagunotasabikunopatisutwayenabagawatinupasangkamiupasangkamitwabagawantangabiwadetwaekamantangmisidi Ekamantang misinang ko ayasmantang mulia pangunang bagawa etadawosa satsang kiratwang bagunabikuni hisading atiwelang sangsatro wihalati ewang sangsatro kiratwang bagunabikuni hisading wihalasi Sache kochi bikutui hang samukata sang bikuni nang awan nang basuti te natwang kupito anatamano adikaranam pikarosi sache panakochi bikuta sang bikuni nang samukatui hang awan nang basuti Nenata bikuniyo kupita natamana adikaranam pikarunti Ewang sangsato kilatwang baguna bikunihi sanding viharasiti Ewang bante tinanudwang baguna kuputaw Sanda agarasma anagari ang pambajitoti Ewang bantili nakote etang pangguna patiro pangkalaputas sa sanda agarasma anagari ang pambajitasa yang tuang bikuni hisading natiwelang sangsakto wihareyasi. Tasma tiha pagguna tawace piko cisamuka tasang ninang awar nang base yatatra pituang pangguna ye gehasita canda ye gehasita witaka te pajaheyasi Tatra pite pangguna ewang sikita bangna cewa mecitang Wibarinatang bawisati na capapakang wacang nitsare sami Hitanukam pijawihari sami meta cipito na dosan taruti Ewan hite pangguna sikita bang Tasmatiha pangguna tawacipikocisamukatasangbikluninang Paninapaharang dadeya, lindunapaharang dadeya Dandinapaharang dadeya, satinapaharang dadeya Tatrapitwang pagguna yege hasita janda yege hasita vitakate pajahiyasi Tatrapite pagguna tuang sikitabang na jiva mechitang Viparinatang bavisati na jepapakang vajang nijare sami Itanukampicaviharisamimetacittonadosantaroti Evanhitepangunasikitambang Tasmatihapangunatawacipikocisamukaawannambaseya Tatrapitwang pangguna yege hasita canda yege hasita vitaka Te pajaheya si tatrapite pangguna Ewang sikitambang na jewa mecitang viparinatang bawisati 
Nachupapikangwajangitarisamihitanukampichavihari Leduna Paharanda Deya Dandina Paharanda Deya Satina Paharanda Deya Tatrapitwang Panguna Yege Hasita Chanda Yege Hasita Vitaka De Panjaheya Si Tatrapite Panguna Evang Sikitambang Nacheva me chitang viparinatang bavisati Nachapapikang vachang nichare sami Hitanukampi chaviare sami meta chitto nado santaroti Evanite pangunasikitambanti Atako bagawa biku amantesi Arada ying suwata me bikawe bikue kang samayang chitang Idahang bikawe biku amante sing Ahang ko bikawe e kasana bojanang bunjami E kasana bojanang ko ahang bikawe bunjamano Appa bada jincha sanjanami Appa tankatancha lahurtanancha Balancha pasuviharancha etatumhe pibikave Ekasana bojanang bunjata Ekasana bojanang ko bikave tumhe pibunjamana Appa badatancha sanjani sattva Appa tankatancha lahutanancha Balancha pasuviharancha tiname dhikavete subhikusu Anusasani karaniya ahosi Satupada karaniya mevame bhikavete subhikusu Kusuahosi Sayata bibikawe subuya bumiyang chatumahapati Ajanyarato yuto asatipto odasapatodo Tamenang dako yoga chariyo asadamasarati abiru hitwa Vamenahat Tena rasmi yoga hitwa Dakine na hati na pato danga hitwa Yene chakang yadit chakang sari yapi Pacha sari yapi Ewa mewa kobika vena mete ahosi Satrupada karaniya meva me bhikkave te subhikku suvahosi Tasmatiha bhikkave tumme himin kusalang pajahata Kusale sudhamme suvayogankarota Evanhi tumme piyamasming dhamma vinayet Udhing virulhing ve pulang apajisata Sayyata pibikka ve gamasavani gamasava Avidure mahantam salavanam Tanchasa elandehi sanchanam Kochideva puriso upanchaya Atakamo hitakamo yoga kema kamo Soyata salar latiyo kutila o japaharaniyo 
Tasamma <tries> Kusale sudame suayo gankarota Ewanitum hepi imasming damma vinaye Wooding wiruling we pulanga pajis sata Botapo bambika we imasi wasavatia Wedihika namagahapata nigahosi Vedehikaya bhikkha vegahapataniya Evankalyano kittisaddo abhugato Sorata vedehika gahapatani Nivata vedehika gahapatani Upasanta vedehika gahapatani ti Vedehikaya kopana bhikkha vegaha pataniya Kali namadasi aho siddhaka analasa susum Sangvihita kamanta Atako bhikkha vegaliya asiya etadaho si Maihanko ayaya evangalyano kita Tisando abhugato Sorata vedehika gahapatani Nivata vedehika gahapatani Upasanta vedehika gahapatani Kingnuko me ayasantam yevanuko Ajatanko pangapatukaroti Udahu sasandang udahu mayam mewete Kamanta susumbita yename aya Santam yewa anjatang kopang napatu karotino asantang Yang nunahang ayang wimang sayanti Atako bikawe talindasi Indiva Udhasi Atako Bikave Vedehika Gahapatani Kaling Dasing Etadavosha Heje Kaliti King Ayeti King Jediva Udhasi Tinakwai Kinshiti No atare kinchipapita siddhiva uttai siddhi Kupita anattamana bhakuting akasi Atako bhikkave kaliya dasiya etadahosi Santam yevakome ayya ajatang kupang napachukaroti Noa santang may hamewete kamanta susang midhita Yena me aya santam yewa ajatang kopang napatukaroti Noa santang yang nunahang biyoso mataya ayang vimang sayanti Atako bik Kave kalidasi diwata namyeva urtasi Atako bikave vedehika gahapatani Kalingdasing etadavosha heche kaliti Kingayeti kingje diwata namutasi ti Nakwaye kinchi tinovatare kinchi papadasi Divatarangurthasi tikupita anattamana 
अनाचमनवाचनिचारिसि अतको बिकवेकालियादासिया इतदहोसि संतम्येवको मे आया अंचतंगो पंगनपातुकरोति असंतं मायमेवेते कमंचासुसंविहिता येनमे आया संतम्येवांचतंगो पंगनपातुकरोति नो असंतं यंगनाहंबियोसोमतायायंविमंसेयंति अतकोबिकवेकारिदासिनिवातरम्येवाउदासि अतकोबिकवेवेदेहिकागहपतानिकारिंदासिंगेतदवोचेजेकारितिकिंगायेति किंजेदिवा उटासीति नक्वाये किंचिति नोवतरे किंचिपापिदासीदिवा उटासीति कुपिता अनत्मना अगरसुचिंगहेत्वा सिसे पहारंगदासिसे संवोबिंदी अतको बिकवे कारिदासी बिन्ने न सिसे न लोहिते न गलंते न पटिविसकानं उन्जापेसी पस्ताये सोरताये कमं पस्ताये निवाताये कमं पस्ताये उपसंताये कमं कतन्हिनामेकदासिकायदिवाउटासीतिकुपितानत्मना अपरे न समये न एवं पाप को कीति सदो अम्बुकचि चंडी वेदेहि कागहपतानि अनिवाता वेदेहि कागहपतानि अनुपसंता वेदेहि कागहपतानि ते एवमेवको बिकवे इतेकचो तावदेवसोरतसोरतो होति निवातनिवातो होति उपसंतु उपसंतो होति यावनामनापा वचनपतापुसंति यतो च बिकवे बिकुं अमनापा वचनपतापुसंति अतबिकुसोरतो तिवेदितंबो निवातो तिवेदितंबो उपसंतो तिवेदितंबो नाहंतं बिकवे बिकुं सुवचो तिवदामि योजीवरपिंडपातसेनासनगिलानपच्चयमेसच्चबरिकारे तारहितु सुवचो होति सोवचसतंगापंचति तंकिसहितु तंजिसो बिकवे बिकु चिवरपिंडपातसेनासनगिलानपच्चयबेसंजबरिकारंगलबमानो नसुवचो होति नसुवचसतंगापंचति योचको बिकवे बिकुदमंगे वसकरोंतो दमंगरोंगरोंतो दमंगमानुतो दमंगपुचेंतो दमंगपचायमानो सुवचो होति सोवचसतंगापंचति तमहं सुवचो तिवदामितास्माति हबिकवे दमं ये वसकरोंता दमं गरुंगरुंता दमं मानाइंता दमं पुजिंता 
Okay, so this is the Pali of the Kakachupama Sutta, the simile of the saw. So you can get the text the right size. Maybe not. Okay, so the, the method behind this uh, sutta study is that we will um, first chant the Pali or a portion of the Pali and then we'll read the portion that we chanted. The idea is that we want to actually get an, a feel for the, the actual Pali words. It helps me to understand exactly what's being said and allows us to get at the actual text itself. Oops. Okay, so the Kakachupama Sutta is the simile of the saw. This is um, one of the more famous suttas for the ending. And we're not going to get to the ending today, so tomorrow you'll have to tune in to find out what the rest of the sutta is. Find out what's uh, the simile of the saw. We're not going to get to this actual simile of the saw today, but we get to the first part, which is still quite instructive. It's a good reminder for us in, in our practice. So we're going to take turns reading, I guess. Let's move the mic to place where we can better get at it. Okay. So you want to start us off there? Okay, the first two chapters. Just a second. Okay. Thus have I heard. On one occasion, the Blessed One was living at Savati in Jayata's Grove, Anapindika's Park. So we really don't need this. I can see it off your screen. Turn it off for you if you want. Okay, go ahead. Want to read the second paragraph for us? Yeah, me? Yeah, read the sure. Now on that occasion, the Venerable Moya Paguna was associating overmuch with bhikkhunis. He was associating so much with bhikkhunis that if any bhikkhu spoke dispraise of those bhikkhunis in his presence, he would become angry and displeased and would make a case of it. And if any bhikkhu spoke dispraise of the Venerable Moliya Paguna in those bhikkhunis' presence, they would become angry and displeased and would make a case of it. So much was the Venerable Moliya Paguna associating with bhikkhunis. Right, so like many of the suttas, it's, it was taught in Savati, in Jeta's Grove, and at the Pindika's Park. We're going to find out with the majority of the suttas, and as I said, that's because uh, the Buddha spent 25 years there. Anattaka Pindika's Park, it means it's the park that was donated by Anatta Pindika, who was one of the Buddha's chief disciples. Jeta's Grove is because it originally belonged to Prince Jeta, who sold it to Anapapindika for an exorbitant amount of money. And Savati is the city nearby in Jeta's Grove. Now here we have a occasion of this guy, Moliya Paguna, who uh, was associating overmuch with bhikkhunis. Now, Moliya Paguna was a bhikkhu, and there are strict rules about the interaction between bhikkhus and bhikkhunis for obvious reasons. Um, the, or maybe not so obvious, but the point being that monks and bhikkhus and bhikkhunis are trying their best to stay celibate. 
And so interaction between the genders, at least for those who are heterosexual, uh, is, a, is a recipe for uh, potential problems. So moreover, there's this, um, potentially this kind of uh, relationship that grows up between them. And this grows up between men as well, but um, in certain cases, and it seems in, in Molia Paguna's case, he, he, it wasn't just that it wasn't that he was uh, attract just attracted to the Bikunis. He got into this kind of a relationship with them to the point where uh, he would defend them. So if anyone tried to criticize them, he would tell them them not to criticize. And if uh, anyone criticized him, then the Bikunis would tell them not to criticize him. So it was like a, a partiality relationship. They were partial to each other and caused disruption. Right. He's also he's a troublemaker. The Bhikkhu Bodhi says that in the Sugyutta Nikaya, Moliya Paguna puts a series of questions to the Buddha, which the Buddha rejects as wrongly formulated. And later he apparently reverts to lay life. He, come, he leaves and he disrobes. Hmm. So association, I mean, over-associating with anybody is bad. But there's this uh, added problem between the genders that it seems to be causing the problem in this case and generally does. But over-association in general is, is bad for monks. We're trying to keep our minds clear and calm. And so sticking to yourself is, well, the word monk means someone who stays by themselves. So. Bhikkhuni is again referring to female monks. Then certain bhikkhu went to the Blessed One, and after paying homage to him, he sat down at one side and told the Blessed One what was taking place. Then the Blessed One addressed a certain bhikkhu thus, Come, bhikkhu, tell the bhikkhu Molya Paguna in my name that the teacher calls him. Yes, Venerable Sir, he replied, and he went to the Venerable Molya Paguna and told him, The teacher calls you, friend Paguna. Yes, friend, he replied, and he went to the Blessed One and after paying homage to him, sat down at one side. The Blessed One asked him. And so quite simple, this is this is a standard uh, formula for, oops, this is a standard formula for calling someone who's about to be put in their place, about to be scolded. Tell them, and, and even not to be scolded, it's how you, you the Buddha wouldn't say, uh, punish him or that the Buddha would, would have him come and it would be face to face that they would sort it out and he would ask if it's true and this is what he's going to ask. So go ahead. Paguna, is it true that you are associating over much with bhikkhunis, that you are associating so much with bhikkhunis that if any bhikkhu speaks dispraise of those bhikkhunis in your presence, you become angry and displeased and make a case of it. And if any bhikkhu speaks dispraise of you in those bhikkhunis' presence, they become angry and displeased and make a case of it. Are you associating so much with bhikkhunis as it seems? Yes, venerable sir. Paguna, are you not a clansman who has gone forth out of faith from the home life and the homelessness? Yes, venerable sir. Again, with the Socratic method, you see the Buddha is very, very... It's not really the Socratic method. The Buddha had it down pat before Socrates. So the Buddha was beginning to ask him questions, like, like a, a cross-examining cross attorney, right? So, okay, is it true? Da, 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 yes. Uh, and are you not one who has gone forth from home, homelessness out of faith? Have you not left the home life and now you're acting like a home person, a home, you're acting like an ordinary person, chatting it up with the ladies and, and getting into trouble and, and, well, becoming partial to them? Like he's pecking a hole in the wall before he breaks it down. All those questions, pecking holes in stuff. Paguna, it is not proper for you, a clansman gone forth out of faith from the home life into homelessness, to associate overmuch with bhikkhunis. Therefore, if anyone speaks dispraise of those bhikkhunis in your presence, you should abandon any desires and any thoughts based on the household life. And herein you should train thus. My mind will be unaffected and I shall utter no evil words. I shall abide compassionate for his welfare with a mind of loving kindness without inner hate. That is how you should train, Paguna. Right. Yeah. I mean, this is really the point, is that it gives rise to unwholesomeness. When you have partiality towards someone or something, 
then when it is threatened or attacked, you identify with it. This is these are my friends. These are my uh, associates. This is uh, the in group, and you and therefore give rise to the the anger when it is threatened. And uh, of course, this the, the great danger here is that it's going to be a going to cause problems for his meditative practice, his religious life, and causes problems for the whole Sangha, actually, as they have to deal with it. And, that, and they have the headaches of having this guy, uh, defense attorney, and the, the, the advocate for the people who do bad things, and, and kind of like teaming up. Go ahead. If anyone gives those bhikkhunis a blow with his hand, with a clod, with a stick, or with a knife in your presence, you should abandon any desires or thought and any thoughts based on the household life. And here and you should train thus, my mind will be unaffected. If anyone speaks dispraise in your presence, you should abandon any desires and any thoughts based on the household life. And here and you should train thus, my mind will be unaffected. If anyone should give you a blow with his hand, with a clod, with a stick, or with a knife, you should abandon any desires and any thoughts based on the household life. And hearing you should train thus, my mind will be unaffected, and I shall utter no evil words. I shall abide compassionate for his welfare with a mind of loving kindness, without inner hate. That is how you should train, Paguna. So this is really a uh, a determination that one makes, a reminder to oneself that people will, the Buddha said in other places, people will approach you with speech that is untimely, that is untrue, that is harsh, that is. Uh, calculated to goad you on and so on and uh, you should be ready for it and this this kind of training is um, something that you prepare your you use to prepare yourself for the experience and most importantly is this part of course the mind will be unaffected in other words you'll be objective towards it right so we accomplish this through the meditation practice in order to not uh, utter evil words in order to abide compassionate one's welfare with a mind of loving kindness without inner hate. It all comes from this, my mind will be unaffected. Because once your mind is affected, then his mind is obviously affected. Once you start to judge people by their words and by the way, the, how they're attacking the people you love and so on, then you get taken away from objectivity, you become partial and judgmental and so on. So this is, the meditation is really the key here. When someone's yelling at you or yelling at People you love, and you say hearing, hearing. When someone's hitting you, you say pain, pain. And so on. And as a result, you don't give rise to the anger and, and hatred. And this is really what this sutta is all about. It's going to get totally to the extreme. He, he's, he, this is a very bold statement of the Buddha's teaching in this regard, that he really does mean if people are hurting you, you should train yourself not to be, you should train yourself, my mind will be unaffected, even if someone hits you with a stick or with a knife, even if someone cuts you with a knife should abandon any desires and any thoughts based on the household life. I think he's also hinting here in this sentence, in this phrase, uh, any kind of uh, lust or attraction he might have for for the women or for his own body or so on. My turn. Yes. Then the Blessed One addressed the bhikkhus thus. Bhikkhus, there was an occasion when the bhikkhus satisfied my mind. Here I addressed the bhikkhus thus. Because I eat a single eat at a single session. By so doing, I am free from illness and affliction, and I enjoy lightness, strength, and a comfortable abiding. Come, because eat at a single session. By doing so, you will be free from lightness, from illness and affliction, and you will enjoy lightness, strength, and a comfortable abiding. And I had no need to keep on instructing those bhikkhus. I had only to arouse mindfulness in them. Suppose there were a chariot on evil, even ground at the crossroads, harnessed to thoroughbreds, waiting with gold lying ready, so that a skilled trainer, a charioteer of horses to be tamed, might mount it, and taking the reins in his left hand and the goad in his right hand, might drive out and back up, and drive out and back by any road whichever he like, whenever he likes. So too, I had no need to keep on instructing those bhikkhus. I had only to arouse mindfulness in them. So I think, we're, I think I see where he's going here. He's like, at one time, the monks were easy to admonish. And this is a tough one because, as you can see, most most monks nowadays will have two meals, two big meals uh, per day. 
And it's clear that this wasn't at, at its best. He said the sangha was the sangha monks was only eating one meal a day. That was a sign of of how devoted they were. He didn't even have to argue with them. It was just reminding them to be mindful, and they had no need for a second meal, for even a second meal. They were able to live so simply that all they needed to do was eat one time a day. According to the commentary, uh, Bhagavan still did not wish to comply to his vice, but continued to resist him. And so the Buddha decided to speak praise with the compliant bhikkhus. Right. And this occurs in another sutta, of course. So it's, it's an admonishment to Paguna, it's probably an admonishment to the bhikkhus as well, that and in general, uh, a, a testament to the state of the Sangha that at this point, they're not doing it anymore. At this point, you got people like Paguna, who's, who's causing trouble in the Sangha, who's, who's stirring up trouble for nothing, uh, for uh, unreasonably. It's not, don't have to even talk about monks eating only one meal a day. Now they're into associating with the cross-gender association and so on and into worldly thoughts and gossiping and so on. So they must be eating a lot and hoarding and that kind of thing. Therefore, bhikkhus, abandon what is unwholesome and devote yourself to wholesome states, for that is how you will come to growth, increase, and fulfillment in this dhamma and discipline. Suppose there were a big sala tree near the, a village or town, and it was choked with castor oil weeds, and some man would appear desiring its good welfare and protection. He would cut down and throw out the crooked saplings that robbed the sap, and he would clean up the interior of the grove and tend the straight, well-formed saplings so that the solitary grove later would come to growth, increase, and fulfillment. So too, bhikkhus, abandon what is unwholesome and devote yourselves to wholesome states, for that is how you will come to growth, increase, and fulfillment in this dhamma and discipline. So the vivid imagery of the garden of the mind or the grove in the mind that is choked over by weeds and uh, we use our, practice, our spiritual practice to cut down all the castor oil weeds, all the bad things. So our practice is literally that, the devoting ourselves to the cultivation of wholesome states uh, such as mindfulness, effort, patience, wisdom, and uh, devote ourselves to the abandoning of unwholesome states like greed, anger, and delusion, arrogance, conceit, stubbornness, and so on. This is how we come to growth, increase, and fulfillment. There's, it's really quite simple. There's no magic trick to becoming a good person in the Buddhist teaching. It's, it's all to do with wholesome and unwholesome states. Now he's going to tell a story. Formerly, because in this same Savati, there was a housewife named Vedehika. And a good report about Mistress Vedehika has, had spread thus. Mistress Vedehika is, a gen, is gentle. Mistress Vedehika is meek. Mistress Vedehika is peaceful. Now, Mistress Vedehika had a maid named Kali, who was clever, nimble, and neat in her work. The maid Kali thought, a good report about my lady has spread thus. Mistress Vedehika is gentle, Mistress Vedehika is meek, Mistress Vedehika is peaceful. How is it now? Well, she does not show anger. Is it nevertheless actually present in her, or is it absent? Or else, is it just because my work is neat that my lady shows no anger, though it is actually present in her? Suppose I test my lady. So the question is, She's got this good report. Everyone thinks she's so meek, and yeah, she seems to be fairly meek. But the, the maid asks, "Well, I wonder if it's just because she got she's got everything she wants. Everything goes her way, and she's got this maid who does everything for her. Do this, do that, and therefore she's never upset. Or is is she uh, just naturally that way, no matter what happens?" So she's test her. So the maid Kali got up late. Then Mistress Vedehika said, "Hey, Kali, what is it, madam?" What is the matter that you get up so late? Nothing is the matter, madam. Madam, nothing is the matter, you wicked girl, yet you get up so late. And she was angry and displeased, and she scowled. Then the maid Kali thought, The fact is that while my lady does not show anger, 
is actually present in her, not absent, and it is just because my work is neat that my lady shows no anger, though it is actually present in her, not absent. Suppose I test my lady a little more. Yeah, the Pali words are actually even meaner. Hey is, is not mean enough. Hey, Jay, I think, is the Pali, and Jay is a very, it's an insult. It's looking down on someone like, hey, you. Hey, uh, you kind of thing. It's, it's, it's very rude, a rude word to use. Like, boy. And this is, um, the, the idea here is that here was this woman who had a slave and a servant, and people would come over and see her, and everything would be neat and tidy, and they'd think, wow, this woman keeps great house, and she's got uh, everything under control, she, and she's so happy and, and, and carefree. She doesn't seem to be stressed or concerned about anything. She must be very calm and, and uh, kind and free from anger. So this report went around about her. In fact, it seems to be that it's only because Kali was uh, the best slave there was. So the maid Kali got up later in the day. Then Mistress Vedehika said, Hey, Kali, what is it, madam? What is the matter that you get up later in the day? Nothing is the matter, madam. Nothing is the matter, you wicked girl, yet you get up later in the day. And she was angry and displeased, and she spoke words of displeasure. Then the maid Kali thought, The fact is that while my lady does not show anger, it is actually present in her, not absent. And it is just because my work is neat that my lady shows no anger, though it is actually present in her, not absent. Suppose I test my lady a little more. You see where this is going. And this time, what did she do? This time she spoke words of displeasure. Right? She was angry and displeased. What was the first time? First time. Same thing. Same thing. Oh, no, she was angry and displeased, and she only scowled. Here she's getting so angry. She's getting more angry. So she's angry and displeased, and she speaks words of displeasure. She actually says. Hey, you stupid bleepity bleep bleep. Go ahead. So the maid Kali got up later in the day. Still later in the day. Still later in the day. Then Mistress Vidika said, Hey, Kali, what is it, madam? What is the matter that you get up still later in the day? Nothing is the matter, madam. Madam, why don't you say? Nothing is the matter, you wicked girl. Yet you get up still later in the day. And she was angry. She displeased, and she took a rolling pin, gave her a blow on the head, and cut her head. I think that's a sign of displeasure. It's a sign that anger is is present and not uh, not present. It's amazing. It's, uh, you you do meet these sort of people who who seem so in control of themselves, but when you just test them. Take a moment to test them. I remember doing this once to someone, staying with this person, and they seemed so cheerful and happy. And so I tested them, and I just stopped answering them. When they, when they go, oh, good morning, da, 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 and I just didn't, wouldn't answer them. Oh, they got really upset. Anyway. Then the maid Kali, with blood running from her cut head, denounced her mistress to the neighbors. See, ladies, the gentle ladies work. See, ladies, the meek ladies work. See, ladies, the peaceful ladies work. How can she become angry and displeased with her only maid for getting up late? How can she take a rolling pin, give her a blow to the head, blow on the head, and cut her head? Then later on, a bad report about Mistress Vedehika spread thus. Mistress Vedehika is rough. Mistress Vedehika is violent. Mistress Vedehika is merciless. Another thing you notice here is about reputation. Reputation is A. Uh, not a good sign of the truth, and be fickle. Uh, it's easy for your reputation to be destroyed with one act. You know, maybe she just had a bad day. You know, maybe her cow died and uh, she uh, spilt the milk and whatever, whatever. Maybe everything went bad. Maybe she was uh, having a stressful time, and but just from that one act. She got a bad reputation, one of those three times. But it seems like, no, he's, she's actually kind of a person who was given to that kind of anger inside. So, too, bhikkhus, some bhikkhu is extremely gentle, extremely meek, extremely peaceful, so long as disagreeable courses of speech do not touch him. But it is when disagreeable courses of speech touch him that it can be understood whether that bhikkhu is really kind, gentle, and peaceful. I do not call a bhikkhu easy to admonish, 
who is easy to admonish and makes himself easy to admonish only for the sake of getting robes, alms food, a resting place, and medicinal requisites. Why is that? Because a, that bhikkhu is not easy to admonish nor makes himself easy to admonish when he gets no robes, alms food, resting place, and medicinal requisites. But when a bhikkhu is easy to admonish and makes himself easy to admonish because he honors, respects, and reviews the Dhamma, him I call easy to admonish. Therefore, bhikkhus, you should train thus. We shall be easy to admonish and make ourselves easy to admonish because we honor, respect, and review, revere the Dhamma. That is how you should train bhikkhus. Here's the teaching. Here's the teaching that we're to take away from this first half of the sutta. And don't call someone... Uh, so it, it, the point, this is the point he's making. It's possible for someone to be extremely gentle, extremely meek, extremely peaceful, as long as they get whatever they want, uh, as long as bad things don't come to them. Right? As long as they get everything they want, they get robes, arms, for resting place, and requisites, everything comes to them. But try, try them out when they don't get what they want. Try them out when they have to starve or when they're getting uh, the short end of the stick. There's, uh, there's the jataka that goes, uh, adversity breaks in a man just as a char charioteer, breaks in a horse. Adversity, O king, has tamed us here. I can't remember what the Jataka was about, but it's talking about adversity, how adversity proves you. You know a person uh, based on, on how they act under pressure, not when everything is, is easy-peasy. And uh, he, he puts in this important aspect of the teaching is that the, the reason why we should be easy to, the reason why uh, we should be considered easy to admonish is, is out of respect for the Dhamma. So the point is we train ourselves to uh, be easy to admonish, not thinking that we're going to get something out of it, not thinking that it makes people like us, not thinking that we'll get a good reputation or that we'll get the four requisites, which is actually quite common. Monks will be very uh, flattering to lay people, and we do this in general to uh, in as lay people as well. In lay life, in our jobs, in our families, we do it because we want something for other, from other people. And if it's someone that we don't want anything from, or someone who can't give us anything, then we look down upon them, and we don't uh, we don't waste our time or energy being nice and being kind to them. The Buddha is saying our good qualities, our peaceful attitude should come straight, come straight from our respect and our, uh, our adherence to the, to the Dhamma, our honor, our respect and reverence for the Dhamma. So that's the uh, first half of the sutta, and that's our teaching for today. It's kind of a test for the first time. We're, this is the first time we're doing it live on the internet. I hope that was and will be somehow beneficial to people. Uh, that's all for tonight, and we'll tune in tomorrow for the rest of the sutta. <laughs>